And welcome back to another episode of We Just Talking, uh, episode 25. Me, Torian, Isaiah, gentlemen, how are y'all doing this weekend? Pretty solid. I'm not doing shit. Um, <sighs> I'm sore as fuck. It's the first time I stepped on a softball field in almost a year, and my back hurts. My everything hurts. So I think it was a good thing that I played it. It was fun, but I don't know if I can go through that kind of punishment every week. So <laughs> outside of that, no, I, ain't, I ain't doing a damn thing. T, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, man. Went and we celebrated my, my wife's birthday yesterday. Took her out to eat at one of her favorite spots. That was nice. Got some, got some good pictures. I'm bad about like social media and keeping my, my pictures up to date. Like my pictures are like a year old at a time, probably. Um, back at the gym for the, like multiple days. For the first time since probably April. So it was nice. Extremely sore everywhere. But, I mean, that's the price you pay for taking off for too long. But uh, how about you, Marlon? Man, I'm good. I've been uh, prepping to, obviously, I'm going to Florida next week. Uh, going to Memphis and then uh, going down to Florida with the fam. Uh, we got Airbnb down there. So getting stuff ready, getting the vehicle service and all that uh, since we're driving. And really just trying to get my body back where I want it to be. So I've been stretching a lot, especially since I've been off work. So just trying to stay healthy, man. Just just trying to stay healthy. Yeah, we definitely need to stretch for this fantasy football combine that we got oh, coming up oh, in about a month. God. Yes. Boys is ready. I was yeah. I was already stretching before that, but seeing that, I was like, oh. Yeah, I must have forgot uh, we got something pretty serious coming down. I thought it was going to be a nice, relaxing fucking day, dude. Try to draft the team so I could take that belt from Zach. I'm tired of losing to him. I'm telling you now, dude, I can lose. I, I, I obviously don't like losing, right? But there are some losses that sting more than others, and I can honestly say, and I hope he hears this at some point, but he already knows he is the one person in anything that I just cannot fucking stand to lose to. It's, it's the worst dude. It's the most deflating shit ever to have to lose to him in anything. So it's, oh God, I'm trying to get a good fucking pick this year. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Before we jump in to, to some topics, what, just just what is the gauge of picks that you like? you like to be at the beginning, in the middle, or at the end of the draft? I typically like to – like personal preference, I like to sit in the middle so I'm not waiting too long for picks. Um, but, you know, I think this year – this year, man, with it being so wide receiver heavy, so many good receivers – I'd like to get one of those guys, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. But, too, this year is also a weird thing where there's not a lot of premier backs either. So a lot of good receivers, not a lot of very good backs. So, I mean, if you're if you're sitting in between one through five, I actually, I would say one through six or seven, I think – where you're at right there is really going to determine like like what like the like the front end of your draft's going to look like um 
I I don't know, man. I preferably, yeah, one one through five or six is where I like to be. If you get if you get that turnaround pick, like at ten, eleven, you're you're okay there too. But no man's land is obviously like seven, eight, nine. You don't want to be there. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I like being in the middle too because you can see people. You can start getting the, I guess, scraps or whatever, but a lot of the times they're not even scraps because uh, you start seeing people take reaches and take Josh Allen with like a, the fifth pick. And then it's like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to get another good pick before you even pick and your team is fucked. Uh, so I like that. Isaiah, what about you? Man, I, I don't know. I feel like. Six, seven, right in the middle, like T was saying, is probably the best position that you can be in. Just because you can kind of gauge the path that people are starting to choose. And somebody might slip somebody's mind. So you can kind of sneak in and get somebody that you're preferred. And I agree with T that the, there's running back is very top heavy. And there's a lot of what ifs and questions on a lot of them especially this year with a lot of them not getting their contracts. You know, are they going to nurse an injury for for quite some time and not want to play as much because they want their money because we've seen other players take that pathway before where they're, they're like, ah, oh, well, my ankle hurts, and they'll only play six games or something like that. But receivers, I feel like receivers is – there's going to be a lot of top receivers taken real, real quick. Yeah. And maybe this year – you know, some tight ends might go before running backs. Because well, yeah, right now, like there's, well, there's, there's, there's one. That's yeah. go Travis Kelsey. Definitely well, no, no. Go. Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's definitely the top dog in Travis Kelsey, but I feel last year tight ends started trending a little bit more towards the end of the season. They started, mm. you know, like Hawkinson went off last year. Fryermuth is another receiver that's kind of making his way. Yeah, it's, it's like the offense that, that he played in, but it's, you know, it. I think there's, to me, in my personal opinion, there are two tight ends who, if they are healthy, which one of them is always healthy, the other one's a big question mark half of the time. The two premier tight ends in the NFL are Kittle and Kelsey. Those are the only yep. ones who are guaranteed to give you double-digit points if they're healthy players. Like, so there's no that. Mark Andrews in With, that without without fuck no touchdowns. dude yeah without dude Mark Andrews broke my fucking heart last year like <laughs> I spent a high pick on him in a league dude he played well for the first five weeks and he fell off the face of the fucking planet the rest of the season fuck me um, now there's like you said wide receivers like very loaded um, one guy that. There's not a lot of people talk like there's always the people that are talking about like Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Cooper Cup. What's funny though is like here in this offseason, I have not heard a lot about Tyreek Hill. And it's like, dude, he's he's probably gonna be the guy you really want. Like if he's there and you don't take him, I would love to know why you didn't take him. Because he's he's I I think he's going to go off. I think he's going to have just as good of a season as he had last year, if not better, because if Tua goes down, great white Mike White is going to push the ball down the field to him. It's going to happen. Um, One thing, like you said, running back super top heavy. um, And I cannot wait till someone in our league 
takes Bijan Robinson in the first round <laughs> because I I just really feel strongly like that's not going to work out the way they think it's going to. It's going to be interesting. Well, well, I think Nick Chubb rushing. finishes. I think Nick Chubb is going to finish as the running back one overall this year. I well I hope, yeah, but it's the th- yeah the thing with running backs, especially in the off season, is who usually whoever they say is going to be like RB one. They get hurt, and then usually whoever they say is going to take a step back, they either continue balling out or they just fall. Like like Derek Henry for like two or three straight years, everybody was like, "I feel like this is the year that he's going to fall off," and then everybody was just like, "Well, shit, he's just that good." Last year, like Derek Henry should be at least the uh, RB three or whatever, and then he just he got hurt. So I yeah. I do think I do think Nick Chubb can be, uh, but it it'll depend on Cle like like. Cleveland's game plan and how their games look. Uh, and then also I think like, like most running backs are schemed out because they're not happy. They've made it been known and their backups are I, I, not all of their backups are just as good, but they have serviceable enough backups. It's, it's similar to the Zeke Tony Pollard thing. Like even if Zeke was yeah. still balling, they were going to scheme his old ass the fuck out of there. You know, people yeah. are very, they're, they're very sold on Christian McCaffrey being the running back one overall. But if you look at the stats from last year, the only time that he really put up like really good numbers in San Francisco was when Elijah Mitchell was hurt. Because once Elijah Mitchell came back, they ran Elijah Mitchell in between the tackles and that kid fucking ate. Like that it's just the scheme that they play in, man. It it's it is a run heavy get the, you know, you know, play action swings, you know, get get them in like some misdirection and McCaffrey would make things happen and it's you know uh, I think there's only one right as of right now I think there's only one running back that it doesn't matter he's probably going to do well that's I think it's I think it's Eckler because there's no one behind him to be a threat to his production so yeah he's out the offense yeah it, it looks very different yeah it does and even if even if he doesn't like go off for like 30 every week he does catch a bunch of passes out the backfield in a PPR league he puts up a lot of points so he's he's going to consistently get you points um but yeah like Nick Chubb I had him a couple years ago and when he's when he's going off it's it's definitely good uh, the one thing that I don't like about Nick Chubb in fantasy is which it, he shouldn't uh, worry have to worry about it this year but before they would get to the red zone and then they that he would sub out for Kareem Hunt so he lost out on a lot of touchdowns uh, yep. for Kareem Hunt yeah. Other than that, yeah, and that's not yeah. going to happen this year because Kareem Hunt's Facts. gone. So, yep, he's still a free agent. I mean, depends, yeah, yeah, he's still a free agent, which is crazy. You would think he wants the bag. <laughs> well, somebody, but I mean, yeah, you're you're in a not necessarily by committee, but you're a very scheme heavy running back, and we knew what you could do. You know, his rookie year in Kansas City, so he still has that potential. But at the end of the day, you're like, well. Are you a starter? Are you an every down back? That's four years ago. Whenever that happened, he Five wants every down ago, back man. money, but he's consistently gotten about two hundred touches a year since he's been in Cleveland. So yeah. he's got he has some wear, and I mean it. Go, it goes back to the conversations that we've had previously, where dude, the NFL is just not willing to fork over that kind of money to a running back when they can just go pick somebody up (laughs) who can do the same shit. Yep. Until, honestly, until these teams who 
invest in running backs, start winning, it's going to be the same trend. If you, I saw if you a start funny thing, too, backs, that uh, – I'll go ahead. Go I ahead. Saw a, no, I saw a deal, too, that said B. John Robinson is the highest-paid running back in the NFL this year. Hell, yeah. Yeah, as a rookie. What? Because he got the most yeah. guaranteed money out of his contract, either him or somebody else. His contract him. is front-loaded. Yeah. Because oh, he signed it. a four-year. Did he sign a four or three? I believe he signed a four. Yeah. So he's four. getting somebody all his money at the four. front of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, other running backs are having. Yeah, other running backs are having to renegotiate their contract like Joe Mixon just did. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't think Joe Mixon had much of a fucking. He choice didn't. Either. He didn't because his his mark like again his market wasn't as good as he thinks he thinks it was. And Joe, there the 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 fall off from the top tier running backs to the second tier, even though those second tier guys are very talented, the drop off is very it's noticeable. You go from like Nick Chubb, Saquon, Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and then even Derrick Henry, when you drop towards your Najee and Joe Mixon. The drop off in production is, it's it's big. It's decent enough, so that's why they don't care. They're like, man, I'll go pay this seventh round pick. I also feel like they treat Josh Jacobs how they treated Alfred Morris whenever he yeah, yeah. ran for a thousand all four all first four of his years in the league, and then they were like, you know what? We're not gonna resign you. We're not gonna give you money. You go to Dallas and be a backup. Like I feel yeah. like that's very indicative of how the running back scale is compared to, you know, even tight ends or wide receivers. Nah, yeah, you did okay, but we we could put anybody in there. But you see how much different the offense is with a good running back. But I think a lot of teams are trying to model their success off the Chiefs and be like, well, we don't need a thousand-yard rusher. We just need you to get three or four yards or run from the one and get a touchdown. Yeah, you're 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 100 right. And the issue that I've always had with like a following mentality in leagues with, with like NBA teams, everybody wanted to be San Antonio, and then everybody wanted to be Golden State. There's a reason those teams can do that. There's a reason that the Chiefs can can do that stuff. So when you see like the Chiefs who have an ultra talented quarterback with a great safety blanket in Travis Kelsey with a great offensive mind, mind as Andy Reid. That's why they're able to do that. They're playing to their strengths. Other teams are trying to play that same style, but it's not their strength. So I hate that shit. Oh, we need to all do this. Like some, Maybe some teams need to be like they need to, to look at their running game a little bit more. If if uh if the Ravens try to run the same offense as the Chiefs, I don't think they would be as effective, and Lamar Jackson no. would probably be out the league. So that's what I'm saying. I I hate seeing a repetitive mindset around the league. But anyways, fellas, as soon as we stopped recording last week, two two things happened. One really quickly, DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Titans, and then we had the Madden uh release. Uh yeah, all of the ratings. Right? Yeah, yeah, the ratings release. Yeah. And let's talk about it, bro. What y'all think about D Hop going to Tennessee? That's where just go to die. Yeah. <laughs> All top tier receivers, once top tier receivers go to die. It's a trend. Randy Moss went there, never was the same. Julio Andre Jones went there. Andre Johnson went there, never was the same. Yep. It's not yes. going to work. Who the fuck is throwing you the ball? And especially if you have a question at quarterback, 
And I think somebody named, you know, what DeAndre Hopkins wanted with the next team that he signed with. A quarterback that wants to win, a GM that's stable, and a good – I think it was a good defense or a good – some yeah, it, those it are his three stipulations. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think um, the organization itself is bad. It's just the quarterback play is just not. Said, I want to go. He should have signed with Minnesota. They just lost Alan Thielen. Fuck it, you be opposite of. That's, you know what I mean? That's yeah. I, I feel you because this Isaiah. I think you're you're thinking similar to me as these motherfuckers be lying. <laughs> they be yeah. saying one thing to to save face in the media, and they don't care. They're just looking to see who pays them because. In no in in no way, shape, or form should he have signed with Tennessee if he was really about winning. Because he could have yeah. took less. He was still going to make money from Arizona. He could have took less and went to the Chiefs. He could have went yeah. to went and been like like it, it, I don't know. There's other teams that are solid that he could he could have went and signed with the Cowboys. He could have went and signed with the the Broncos. He could have went and signed with a bunch of different teams. And he lands with Tennessee. He could have went to the fucking Ravens. Yeah. No. Him and Odell, it probably would have improved. Or Cleveland. Yeah, it probably would have improved Lamar Jackson as a thrower, I think. Because if you're – if you got a really great run route – a a really great – a really great route running wide receiver, another wide receiver that's proven too too young – I mean a young guy – that is fast and shifty, it would have made the offense click so much more because you know that Odell and him know timing. They know how to catch a ball in traffic. They know how to make those tough catches. A lot of the times last year, what was you know when Lamar plays, he 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 didn't trust his receivers, and you saw that he didn't because Mark Andrews went off for like three years. So and and maybe I don't. I don't know. I thought it was a dumb move. The moment he did that, I thought, why the fuck would he go to Tennessee? What's the – I don't know. I'm, it's all guaranteed. I'm dumbfounded by it was, the move. Yeah, it was all because yeah. of the guaranteed money they were able to offer him. That's what I'm saying. If NFL You could have went to the Rams. Like, yeah. If y'all want the bag, just say that. But don't come out and be, oh, I want to win. I'm about winning. I, I can't be in this organization because they're not about winning, and I want to be in the playoffs and then sign with the fucking Titans. In that division, though, they probably – that division isn't up in the air or anything, but they're the, they've been the mainstay to make the playoffs out of that division for the past couple of years. And, yeah, that division has, you know, two young quarterbacks that are unproven. But you also got to think, is Trevor Lawrence coming into his own? If he Can does, he get past play. Tennessee? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of question marks, especially – going into that division alone (laughs) and you know that Ryan Tannehill is not he does not have the arm talent of Kyler Murray we know that and that's okay we also know that um, Malik Willis might not even be on the fucking team then you got Will (laughs) Levis throwing pick sixes in 7 on 7 practice bro he's throwing for 4500 yards this year what Oh, Jesus Christ. Is that the hot take of the day? I will not stand on that shit. <laughs> no, I just uh, – yeah, I mean, Marlon, to your point, if you want the bad, just say it. Just say that's it. All, yeah. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, T, uh, T, you got some hot takes on these Madden, the Madden ratings? 
I don't like how Justin Herbert got the same overall rating as Dak Prescott. That pissed me off a little bit. I I, I hate that. Yeah, no, I I that doesn't make sense. I also hate how there's no. I don't know how they'd be picking out ratings. Because I, I see some some people in there like they dropped like Miles Garrett dropped one rating from last year or something, and he had just the exact same year this past year as he did the year before, and yeah. I'm like, why did he drop? And then you see like T.J. Watt drops like four, and it's understandable because he was hurt majority of the year, but then you have other players who were hurt majority of the year and their rating did not suffer at all. It's just. It's weird to me. Lamar Jackson is rated at a 92. Hey. That's like he was hurt the majority of the year. Um, another thing that I thought was kind of – I think all the 99 overall people, it's well-deserved. No disrespect to them, but you can't be a 99-rated overall defense, interior defensive lineman and your team not even sniff the playoffs and your defense get up. A shitload of points last year, like the Los Angeles Rams did. So to me, I think Aaron Donald should have fell off, maybe, maybe to a ninety-six, to a ninety-eight, like Miles Garrett did. Yeah, you know, just with all due respect, um, I think something that was pretty insane is that some of the some of the running back ratings that came in, um, Nick Chubb has been a mainstay, and he. Yeah, he got a ninety-seven. McCaffrey was up there. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs but the top 95. ten. Yeah, the the wide receiver one outside of Justin Jefferson. Um, man, I I'd have to look at it more than, or if you have it pulled up, you could go through it again. But there yeah. was some question well, marks the, that I had. Just Jay Jettis is ninety-nine. Tyreek is ninety-eight. Uh, Devontae's a ninety-seven. Cooper Cup's in 96. Stephon Diggs is in 96. Uh, let's see here. Jamar Chase is the next one, and he's a 94. And, I mean, uh, then it just starts falling off, and then you start getting to 92s and 91s and stuff. But I, to me, again, not no disrespect, but Madding is supposed to be a rating of where you were at the time and what you did last year. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to give Cooper Cup two more ratings than I would a Jamar Chase. Like, but I mean, at the, at, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, the, it, well, and I, I just I just pulled it up too. And one of the biggest drop offs that I've seen is from the quarterback position. Look at the top ten quarterbacks. You mean to tell me that my boy Tua cracked the top ten with an eighty three overall? Yeah, bro. What the? I'm what? Not like, that. if that's the drop off <laughs> in quarter, it, I mean, look at the drop off at you know at quarterback. You know, I thought that that was well. At least okay, to let me, me let me I ask you this. Let, let let me ask you this, Isaiah. Let me ask you this, Isaiah. When you watch ESPN or you watch um, okay. like Fox Sports or anything like that, most of your quarterbacks that they talk about, it's the same same six seven quarterbacks. You have Mahomes, Herb, Josh Allen, Burrow, Dak Prescott, and mm-hmm. shit. I know I'm missing some. Uh, now Jalen Hurts, Kirk et cetera. Thuggins. Right? It's the well. 
you yeah. can you can throw him there, but there's about seven to eight that they mention. The rest of the league, they don't fucking talk about at all. So that's, that's why the ratings are like that. There's they don't nobody knows who the other guys are. They don't know how talented the other guys are or can be, and then some of them are very uh, inconsistent. Like Jared Goff, for instance. Jared Goff is a really good quarterback. He could be rated pretty high based off last year, but nobody fucking cares about Jared Goff unless you actually care about football. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, that's no, that's a hundred percent true. I just, I, I was, I was surprised. I was like, how in the fuck did Tua get in there? And then you know, I know T was kind of upset about Herb's rating, but our Madden ratings generator people are they looking at you know that person's overall skill are they looking at wins and losses are they you know what are they looking at because the counter to everything that t was stating to me whenever we were talking about it was well i mean he lost in the playoffs he didn't have a good a season as he had his rookie season he you know he threw more interceptions this year than his past two years. Are they looking at that stuff as well? Are they basing it purely off of that person's like arm talent? And that was my biggest thing because man, I don't agree with some of them. It's, it's hard to know though, because you it's, I can't look at it and tell what they do because if they're doing it based on like those kinds of things, like maybe her, her maybe they thought Herb took a step back or but he dealt with a bunch of injuries and I get that. Yeah. But bruh, Dak Prescott made it a known thing last year to throw the I'm ball picks. to the wrong <laughs> fucking team a lot. They're like still top ten though. Go they, bro, bro, they the Dallas defense last year by numbers was one of the better defenses. You could compare it to the 70 Steelers is what they said. However, Mm -hmm. their turnover battle was lost so crazy, that's why they were losing games. That is – that just hearing that, that's Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And C.D. Lamb not cracking the top ten and losing out to Uh, – No disrespect. No, losing out to Terry McLaurin. Uh, DeAndre That's Hopkins, pretty wild. AJ Brown and Amari <laughs> Cooper. I could understand the AJ Brown. Me too, because AJ, a- yeah, but, especially AJ, because AJ Terry McLaurin and D Hop. Terry McLaurin and D Hop, though. Especially know, knowing that D Hop signed, especially knowing that D Hop signed to the fucking Titans. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I get behind that. Pause. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, there was some definitely, and I mean, you got to think, Harrison Smith is one of the top rated safeties. Yeah, um, I mean, that really defense was absolute garbage. You're right, but besides Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick, like who would you say Jesse Bates? But other than that, who who you put Jesse better? Bates in there? Javon Holland, bro. Nah, fuck Shout out, out to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all that. No, but yeah, I think it's interesting how they do the ratings, and the ratings fluctuate so much every year. Well, it fluctuates so, in year, in year, based off the weeks. They go, yeah. they go through like two K yeah, does, true. and they yeah. So some of these ratings are going to change tremendously, uh, but they still, it's still weird because one player can have a ball like a crazy week. 
and cracked the 90s or whatever. And then one of the mm-hmm. guys at like Aaron Donald could not play until week 13, and it's not going to affect his his rating. Yeah. No. They're going to be like, well, he wasn't playing. That's not fair to rate him off of not playing. <laughs> well, we know he retired can... uh, in week seven, but we don't care. Let's leave him up there just in case he comes back. My God. Because you never know. But... No, yeah, and I mean that's an that's one of the big drop offs, and I mean clearly tight end is going to have a huge drop off as well, because you got Travis, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, T.J. Hawkinson comes in at a ninety, the Dallas Goddard's like at an eighty nine, Kyle Pitts, I don't know how the fuck he got at eighty seven, motherfucker didn't play last year on athleticism <laughs> alone, man. Yeah, yeah, his is all potential, all potential. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Jalen Ramsey still being the top corner was surprising it's, because look, he got fucking toasted last he, year. He did, lot. he did. But you also have to think about it in a pass heavy league where he's defending the best receiver on all like on every team they face every week. Mm-hmm. Forty snaps a game, or give or take, only getting beat deep like that five six seven times it's a lot to to us but as far as like him counting his reps it's really not a lot of the other top tier corners there are a lot right like sauce gardner i, I fucks with me some sauce gardner uh no homo, i shouldn't even call him yeah. sauce but uh whatever his real name is gardner as as jamar <laughs> chase would say. Name. yeah 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 but like there's a lot of good corners i just don't think nobody has eclipsed him still just yet he's he's shown more struggles than sassy ramsey did back in the day but he's still yeah. he's still a baller it's just shit and then you go finally, to Marches, yeah. and Devontae adams and justin jefferson and so on and so forth every other week and yeah it's rough and then finally rounding it out the top 10 teams so you got the chiefs the eagles the bills the Bengals, the cowboys the ravens the browns the dolphins the 49ers and the chargers does is that about right or what would y'all change? I'm rolling. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with it. As it's everyone else, I would say, has too many question marks on 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 what's happening. Again, it's gonna it's gonna change. Everything always does. There's stuff in the and like there's stuff that changes so frequent during the season. Everyone, mm-hmm. there's always teams that teams people think, oh, they're assuring to be in this spot, blah blah blah, and. By the middle of the season, there's different storylines. Everybody's talking about how the Chiefs fucking suck. Is Patrick Mahomes that good? And then fucking six weeks later, oh, my God, he's Jesus. He's light-skinned yeah. Jesus. Kermit the Frog's voice. Oh. I think I think the one thing that you could argue is the 49ers being at nine just because, I mean, I don't think – I think they have a – they could have a question mark playing quarterback. And I think if that's off their defense alone, yeah, make their defense like a 90 and their offense like an 82 or 83. But they got a lot of talent on offense. But overall, as a team, you got you have to think of your quarterback play, which I, I could see them switching with the Chargers, maybe just interchange them, Chargers 9, 49ers 10. But outside of that, yeah, the top 10 seems – Seems about right, at least to me. Yeah, that's probably all based on Kyle Shanahan, too. He makes yeah. Dookie look uh, uh, edible. That is very true. Uh, I will <laughs> so, do that. Yeah. Well, fellas, this Saturday, this coming up Saturday, what what is July 29th, yes, we sir. have one of the 
best UFC fight cards that I've seen in some time. When I say best, maybe not all technical fights, but these fights are going to be bangers. Motherfuckers are going to be getting put to sleep. Everything should be very action-packed, especially the pay-per-view. Starting on the pay-per-view, man, we got Kevin Holland versus Michael Chiesa. Kevin Holland being the favorite in that fight. We have Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Bobby Green is a big favorite in that. Uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Michelle Pereira. It's a very close line. Wonderboy is the favorite so far. You have almost an equal betting with Jan Blachowicz versus Alex Pereira. And then you have the rematch where it's a very slim line, but Dustin Poirier just edges out Justin Gaethje and the favorite for their, I think, 2018 or 2019 rematch where Dustin Poirier finished Justin Gaethje. Fellas, this is a crazy card. Do y'all want to talk about all the fights? Is there certain fights y'all want to talk about? What y'all want to talk about on this card, bro? I, I just want Derek Lewis to get knocked out and retire. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot he's on the, the prelim. Yeah, uh, just selfishly, I want that to happen. Um, but, I mean, pay-per-view, top and bottom, even closing out, you know, the, the undercard, man, it's going to be some fireworks. I mean, quite frankly, I like seeing my boy Michelle Perea fight just because he's, he's a wild man in the ring and he has a lot of talent. And he just has absolutely no fucking gas tank. Um <laughs> And then the Alex Perea Jan Blachowicz fight. Yes, there there's some there's some power in both of their left hands, and that's been extremely proven. But does Jan try to wrestle him like old school style? Does Alex Perea does he try to submit him instead of just standing and banging with him? You know, because Jan Blachowicz can get knocked out, and so can Alex Perea. So. It's it's going to be interesting to see how long they stand up or if they try to play the safe route and take it to the ground because I personally believe that Jan Blachowicz is going to be a stronger wrestler than Alex Perea. So I think my yeah. my fight of the night has to go to the fight that's going to close out the whole event, bar none, because that's two dudes that just know how to fucking scrap, and they're not okay. going to get knocked out. <sighs> Man, I just think... Poirier is more polished overall. I I got I got to take Poirier. I got. I agree. I agree. I do believe Poirier is more polished as far as his striking. He throws more crisp, harder shots than Gaethje does. But if Gaethje hits you, it's it's game time. It in their first fight, Gaethje wore out Poirier's legs. Poirier couldn't. He couldn't move. And Gaethje was giving him them things, and then Gaethje got overzealous and walked straight into a straight, and then had yep. he had Bambi legs. Yeah, um, I, I know I Gaethje's know leg kick is yeah that 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 Gaethje leg kick is always gonna be there. That that ain't going nowhere. Um, is he gonna check it better? Um, Probably. Is Poirier, I believe he'll check yeah, it is better. Poirier gonna, is Poirier gonna take him to the ground because Gaethje? Yes, he has wrestling. But Poirier's got better wrestling. And in that sense, well, clearly it's not the same as whenever he fought Khabib Nomega Mema Memema um, and got treated. But are they? is he going to go that same route? So it's really about game plan. But with these dudes, I don't see Poirier getting in a situation where he's going to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to take him to the ground. I think they're both – It's it's going to be – 
I think it's going to be close to the Chandler Gaethje fight. Nah. But I think that fight, boy, how, I mean, that I was a fight. I, I think, right. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as big of a car crash. I think it will yeah. look something similar That's, to Gaethje versus Rafael uh, Faziev a few months yeah. ago, where mm-hmm. it started yeah. out a slow Faziev was giving Gaethje them things and then Gaethje turned it up at the end of the first going into the second I think it'll look more like that because Michael Chandler is a wild man yeah he don't give it he's like fuck it I don't get paid by the hour I get paid for wins and losses yeah and I get paid because I'm probably gonna get fight of the night every time I fight yep um I don't like I said almost the same but a little slower pace they're going to be a little more calculated because the only reason why I think Gaethje and Chandler's fight was so sporadic was because Gaethje was like, oh, okay, so this is how we're going to do it. So let's do it like that. So they just – but Poirier's not. He's he's so more calm than Michael Chandler. He's going to pick his shots very strategically. He's going to fight at his own pace. He's not going to, he's not going to create a slugfest, but he can. He can do right. that very, very easily. So – Overall, I'm excited for the card, man. I think it's gonna be great. I mean, top to top to bottom, um, it looks like you got a lot of new faces on the undercard that are probably gonna be like, "Yo, this is probably the best card of the year." So we're swinging for the fences too. I think we're gonna have a lot of knockouts in the entire card, and I hope Derek Lewis just gives up like he has his past four fights. And Joe interviews him, and he's like, "Shit, man, I'm fucking, I'm tired. I don't want, I don't want to fight no more." I'm going your podcast for real. We go smoke some weed, and that's gonna be the end of his career. I'm tired of him fighting. He looks like he just is out of shape as fuck, and he just gives up. And I hope that happens. That's that, I mean, that's, that's him like, to the T. That's him to the yeah. T. His his personality got him. I mean, uh, I say that he does have some good win. He's the Deontay Wilder of the UFC. Yeah, that's that's it. He just swings and bangs, and that's it. Any kind of tech, if you got, if he has to be technical with you, that's a dub. You're taking that shit. unless he cracks you. But again, exactly, th- this dude I is think, probably gonna choke him out. Yeah, I think fighters are a lot more smart than just rushing in, and they know that that right hand is coming, so they almost switch their stance to orthodox anyway, so they have an opportunity to to block that right hand coming to their left side a lot more. And they don't shoot on him. They shoot. They they basically they don't double leg him. They don't shoot in at his legs. They just clinch him. And then Derek Lewis gives up in the wrestling. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go to the ground. Well, his gas tank is up, bro. He's it's like playing UFC four, and you throw yeah. three three haymakers uh, in a row, and, your and you're, and you're dead. Over with. Yeah, yeah, you're dead at that point. Yeah. Let's see. What do you think? No, I mean, I share you guys' sentiment, man. I'm really excited to watch Gaethje. Poirier rematch. I think that one's. I uh, call me crazy, man. I think somebody. I think somebody's gonna get put down, dude. I don't think it's gonna go because that's a five round fight, yeah. Because that's fight. Yep. It's like it's the main event. Yep, yeah, and I don't see those, Yeah, I don't see them going um, five rounds, man. There's gonna be there's gonna be too too many fireworks that take place in that. That fight will probably end by stoppage. Uh. And I mean that's a fight. You want to see somebody get knocked out anyways, dude. It's a blood sport, so <laughs> I'm excited for it. There's a honestly, there's a chance in in the pay per view, there's a chance of probably what, one, 
two, three, four. Four out of the five fights to finish uh, in in a knockout or TKO. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And really, the last one could too. Uh, Ferguson and, and Bobby Green, one of them could go to sleep. I honestly, Ferguson yeah. going well. Never mind. He Mike has Chandler no chin kick, anymore. That would no chin about to say, guys. Kick him into, yeah. Yeah, uh, the outworld. He took ten yeah. years off his life with that fucking front kick. <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's well. Uh, really, yeah. Kevin Kevin Holland has become so much better of a fighter, and he ran into really top tier talent. So. Yeah, Michael Chiesa is, is good, but he's kind of on the latter half of his career. So I think – I don't think Kevin Holland knocks him out. I think he just beats him up for three rounds, honestly. Yeah, because, I think he, I can see that. Yeah, because like I said, Chiesa, he's not, he's not the same dude. He's, he hasn't been the same dude since he took that – since he took that um, – that dolly to 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 his temple when Connor threw it through. Oh, Connor, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and nah, he's, I mean, yeah, that... he's lost two in a row, so he it's yeah. more than likely he's gonna get knocked the fuck out or he's gonna get choked out or something. I did watch some of the some of the card yesterday. It it took place at the O2 Arena in London, so they had a lot of British and United Kingdom fighters on it. Um. Man, Molly McCann, she's just not that chick. I'm tired of her getting up there on the main cards, and she fucking chokes. She's Literally. lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets choked the fuck out. Um, but the undercard <laughs> was pretty good as well. Um, like I said, it was just uh, – to me, it was – I didn't like the fact that they had uh, Kitlin Vieira who's, like, top five right now in the Bantamweight division. She was on the undercard. The hell of a uh, card. Uh, yeah, you want to hear the sexist statement of the day? What? It's very hard for women fighters to get onto any kind of main card or main, uh, main like the main show, pay-per-view or whatever, because unless you have a belt, it's not going to make Dana no money. Yeah, they're not going to put you on there, which yeah. is sad because that fight had a lot of implications going into, you know, two vacant titles. You know, if she wins... You know, is she next up for the title? You know, Holly Holm, she got fucking treated, so she's not going to get a title shot. So that could be the – it's probably going to be the most exciting time for women fighters in general because you got Shevchenko that launched. You got um, Aaron Blanchfield coming up. You got Grosso that has to make a title defense. Right now the most dominant one is uh, – oh, my God, I forgot. Zhang Weili, she's Wait. the most – Dominant one at the moment, and she's she only has two title defenses. Rose Nama Yunus has literally ran herself into a corner and she's hiding. I don't know when she's gonna fight again. Oh, uh, probably because she was her. groomed, yeah, because everybody's talking about her being groomed by Pat Barry. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Pat Barry's Ooh, like fucking 50 and she's like late 20s, early 30s, and they're yeah. married, and he's known her since she was like 13. Yeah, he groomed her. <laughs> but ooh, sorry, ooh. go ahead. Oh, that, that took a dark turn, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, God's honest truth. It it is a really exciting time for everybody in the women's division. And you look at it. I'm I'm just browsing right now to see the next time any kind of women's fight happens, and it's not until 292, which is on August 19th, and Amanda Lemos and Zhang Wei Li fight, and they're the co. That's the next title fight. For yeah. any women's card, so I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe one it's, day Rose will get a divorce and 
stop nah. getting in her own head because I, I, I don't know, bro. Yeah. She hasn't fought since she lost the title, has she? No. Wow. She hasn't. Because that's been that's over a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I also want to talk about the fucking robbery of Brandon Moreno. Robbery. I'm calling man. it now. Man. That was a robbery. I'm tired man. of this man getting fucked by the judges. Literally. Stop getting dropped. He got dropped one time. Right, and how many times did he drop homeboy? None. I right, and that's his problem. <laughs> that's the same reason he lost to Davis and Figueredo. It's a very close fight, and then you look at it and say, who got dropped? Well, Moreno didn't drop him at all. Moreno got dropped in the Figueredo fight like three or four times. Yeah. He'll he'll yeah, be back. He they said he broke his hand in the first round. He'll be back. Yeah. Um and then one it's not till October as I'm browsing, I'm just kind of looking at stuff. And Kamzat Chemaev fights Paulo Costa October twenty first. I guarantee you that, I guarantee you that shit falls through. Yeah, just because well, one of those fools ain't gonna make weight. Watch, man. Well, it, uh, I, I think Shamaya will middleweight. middleweight. Yeah, Shamaya yeah. will make weight. Uh, Paulo Costa will just pull out for no reason. You got to think. Uh, after him getting starched by Izzy, he's fought twice since then. He fought Marvin Vittori, and then he fought. Uh, oh God, hold on, I can look at it. Talk about Costa. Yeah, Marvin Vittori, he's, which he took an L, and then he fought. Luke Rockhold and he won. Yes, yeah. So those are his only two fights. And Luke Rockhold is old as fuck. Well, that's what I'm Bro. saying. And he and and he he was cranking Paulo with some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Paul. that's that's yeah. I, yeah for real. I don't I don't know if if it, if that fight will make. It's crazy that uh that Chemaev was super active and now he's not. Yeah, he was fighting he to, four or five, four or five times a year, literally. And I think he did that to make a name for himself. And now he's like, I, I have the like, I make my decisions, and I have the cards in my favor. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and you know, fight. I'm not gonna be that active because I want the fights that I want. Which you got to make weight to get those fights, and motherfucking did. So yeah. now he's got to wait even longer. And knowing how Paulo. Paulo Costa is, yeah. I think he pulls out before Chamaev pulls out. I don't think Chamaev will pull out of the fight. I know I he wants to fight. Uh, I mean, we'll I see. Think, and, I think Paulo Costa pulls out, and it's a long time before this happens. About four months away, but they have officially inked the deal between Stipe and John Jones for November 11th. John Jones by death. <laughs> by death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just do not like Stipe. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't like Stipe at all. Stipe is a great fighter. I just do not like him. Even if he wasn't fighting, he's a great guy. Yeah, I was hot whenever, like, when DC knocked him out the first time they fought. I was so hyped. And then when he came back and beat DC, I was like, man, hell no. And I don't even like Daniel Cormier. That's how bad it is. He's a firefighter. He's a real American. Yeah, but have you most. heard him trying? People clown on Nate Diaz for talking like he has CTE, which he does. He's like, hey, man, I stocked in, motherfucker. I've been here the whole fucking time. But when you talk, when you listen to Stipe talk, you just, he sounds like Boomhauer off of, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say, bro? That's not his fault, man. I, you know, Nagano absolutely destroyed him. <laughs> 
He did, but he's talked like that for a while. Yeah. When oh, they were asking him after, when they when they were talking to to Stipe after John Jones choked out Surreal Gone, and they asked him, he was like, "Oh, I mean, all credit to him." But I'm like, "Bro, get <laughs> Donnie off a of Wild Thornsberry ass off this damn TV." Speaking of Ngannou, what do y'all think of that fight that got inked between him and Tyson Fury? Is it a boxing mm. match? It yeah, is it's a boxing match. match. Got him. He got Tyson, him. Tyson, Tyson Fury's gonna touch him the fuck up. Is what's gonna happen. Yeah, he. He got himself the bag. I'm glad for him to make what he wants to make and stuff. That's fine. But uh, honestly, I, which is good for him. But I, honestly, this is probably one of the last times that we'll see. Unless he gets lucky and knocks fucking Tyson Fury out, but which I don't see happening. If Tyson Fury puts it on him, that's it for uh, Nganu. Nobody's going to Deont- If Deontay Wilder could knock him out. Ngannou's not yeah. knocking him out. I'm sorry. Are you Later. calling him a one-trick pony like Deontay Wilder? Absolutely. He, he said absolutely. Yeah. I was, you well, because Steve – yeah, because uh, I will say Francis never really had boxing. He just had blitzing, right? He yes. just had yeah. heavy hands, dude. And like, he would just blitz the shit out of you to where he's swinging so wild that you have to respect it, and then he just hits you with something, and then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. He would leave people, and especially the threat of a takedown, the threat of a kick. You know, listen, man. He lost the decision to fucking Derek Lewis. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid on him. Yeah, that was that was bad. And and he fought he fought Cyril Gon, who's a really technical striker, and he had to wrestle. That's how bad that shit was. So that's why I said. And I think Tyson Fury is too fat. You can't take Tyson Fury down. Well, he's not going down to shot to kidney. It's boxing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah it and matter. it's also boxing, so he's yeah. gonna have to change so much of his game that I don't think he can. I don't think it, it. There's no longevity in him being in boxing. I can understand he went to boxing for the money, but man, Tyson Fury is just too good, dog. Yeah. He's, he's just Ty- too good. I think I think Tyson right now is thinking to himself, "I'm about to make money. This is gonna be a yeah. huge money fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. take this shit." It's he's he's in his Mayweather on his Mayweather shit right now. Oh, of, yeah, I, I can of, see that too. Yeah, of I should tech, I should be fighting Alexander Usk, but uh, who I'm gonna fight is who to bring me more money, which is yeah. uh, which is this guy. And Tyson Fury is too much of a fucking hype man. He's gonna hype this fight up. He's gonna be talking his shit. And quite oh, frankly, you're a big dosser. Yeah, and quite frankly. Francis Ngannou is not good at talking, so yeah, it's nah, only going to be sold purely on the fact that Tyson Fury is going to promote the fight his damn self. Facts, and, and if people gonna... if people think that uh, that Connor fell off after he got his bag from Mayweather, uh, the crazy thing Connor was a- was still able to come back to the UFC. Uh, Francis Ngannou, if he gets beat the fuck up. Against Tyson Fury, it's well. He's in the PFL now. There's, can you name another heavyweight in the PFL? No, no, exactly. It's it's over for him. If Tyson Fury picks him apart, it's over with. That he got his bag, which is dope. But as far as when he twenty, thirty years from now, when he wants to co-promote or sign autographs or something from anyone, nobody's gonna give a fuck. So no, but no, I. I agree with you. Um, in other news, we can segue towards the the possible three great 
untold sports documentaries that are coming out. One about the 09 or the 08 Florida Gators, Johnny Manziel's, and Marion Jones's. I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty fucking hyped up for those. Especially, uh, yeah. especially, especially the Florida Gator ones. I want to see how much they talk about how polar opposite that group of guys was. You got some guys that are squeaky clean, some guys that you decided to murder people um, on that team. And I think that one's going to be very interesting. As far as the Johnny Manziel one, there's nothing that he can say, do. I just want to know how much money he spent and how stupid he really was. And I'm glad that he got to sit. He's sitting down and actually talking about it because I feel like the media did their job and being like, "Oh well, he's out partying until three in the morning." And I saw a little snippet where he said, "I thought if I partied harder, I'd play better." That's and that, logic. And that's the <laughs> that's all I needed to know. I was like, "Okay, yeah." Ask how many people did that? Maybe in the fucking seventies, when the talent was next to none. No, no disrespect to your Steelers, Marlon. Or the 60s, Dang. where guys were, you know, they got that famous picture of, I think it was Lynn Dawson at halftime for the Chiefs, swigging on a fresca and smoking a cigarette. It's not the same times, man. You, you gotta, you gotta really hone in. You gotta be a professional nowadays because there's somebody right behind you that's better than you. You got a whole defense that's been waiting on you to show up to their field all week so they can fuck you up just because of how you've acted getting into that point to where you were drafted. So to me, it's his own fault. Yeah. Johnny Manziel's story to me always will be, it's the story of what happens whenever you're uber talent, talented and you just think that you're going to be able to live off your talent forever and you stop working hard. You stop getting better. Eventually you you kind of fall off and that's the end of it. Had he, had he had the same work ethic as somebody like, let's say like Andrew Luck or let's say Cam Newton or someone like that. He probably would have been a lot better. If he would have had Tim Tebow's work ethic. Oh God. With his arm and Tim Tebow's work ethic, he's probably, he might still be in the league because uh, to me, Patrick Mahomes isn't a what if Patrick Mahomes is a, well, yeah, of course he was going to do that because he never changed. He got drafted, acted the exact same year two, acted the exact same. You got to think well, this man didn't think, even get I, traded. Listen, he just dude, was out you, of the league. I think you went. Uh, I think you. I think you went far left with that one too, though, because Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. He's always had the arm talent. He had the so work ethic, Wilson. and he and he played in the system. He played in the yeah. system where his strengths were. Like the offense, like the scheme was tailored to his strengths. And it worked out well for him. And it's, you know, I, fuck, dude. Johnny Manziel had like fucking three, four coaches like no, before no. he was out of the league. Oh, are you talking about Cleveland? Yeah, I will I say you're... like, yeah, like, no, his work ethic was shit. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, he had the, he think... had the wrong attitude about it, but. He never he also came went down to fucking Cleveland high. when Cleveland was dog shit, too. <laughs> No, he you know never. I mean? To me, he, yeah, to me, he wasn't. He, he never. He wasn't playing on. A got down from that high. That yeah, he didn't. Like Pat Mahomes got drafted to a playoff team. Let's not fucking forget, dude. That Alex Smith was a Pro Bowl quarterback. 
Yeah, when no. he was there. Uh, yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, he got and, the, he got the keys to a fucking Porsche when he got drafted. Like it was okay. Look at Johnny Man- Johnny Manziel got the fucking ninety four. Is that any different Corolla from that was fucking Trevor Lawrence on its though? last legs? Is that any different from Trevor Lawrence? Though? Trevor Lawrence was dog shit his first year in the league too. Hey, he won more games than Johnny Manziel did, and then in his second year, he Trevor went to Lawrence the had more talent than he did too. Trevor Lawrence was also the guy who said he's the best quarterback prospect since John Elway or since Andrew Luck. You know what I mean? Like surefire fucking talent. Like okay, it, then, I think it's I think it's a little bit different. I think Johnny Manziel got a raw deal, had a bad attitude about it, and that's why he's not playing ball anymore. That's I don't what even I think, think it was. I think he never came down from that Heisman high. Ever. Literally ever. Well, I never said came down from a high. Yeah, and he was I mean, he, he he was launched into superstardom at a young age, and he was able to do that stuff, and they let him get away with it. That's again, that's the that's the story to me is, is he was able to be a celebrity. He got to live off of his talent, and no one ever stopped to be like, "Hey, man, maybe you should work harder." Because what happens if you ever play with a bunch of people who are as talented, if not as talented? Or are more talented than you? What are you gonna do? Because they're probably way more prepared than you are, and they're probably gonna skull fuck you. I think. Yeah, I don't think anyone he, had that conversation with no, them. Absolutely. I not. think he's kind of on the same level as Zach Wilson. You got. They're almost the same type of player, but Zach yeah. Wilson went to BYU. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is is Zach Wilson's level of competition in college? was not very good as to where Johnny Manziel's was uh, was really fucking good and he he performed against that that competition. I think yeah. Zach Wilson was very highly touted because he threw a pretty ball. That was it. He's he Zach Wilson was few like fully media driven because he made that one throw without pads in his pro day, rolling to his left, throwing all the way back across his body to the right. Like that's a good throw. Do that shit against my Steelers and see Mika fucking running up the sideline. But that's right. like that was it for Zach Wilson. I don't think anyone ever thought like maybe Zach Wilson is gonna be him. Everyone was kind of like, well, how the fuck did he go to Johnny Manziel? Everyone thought was gonna be drafted higher. His shit personality is why he fell. And mm-hmm. but everyone had conversations and stuff of if Johnny was in the right situation, we think that he would be better as far as like the talent around him. But yeah. he never got that. He never got that far because everybody was over his shit personality by that time. As he went to one of the Wilson, worst teams know. in football when he got there. Yeah. That team was so fucking bad. The, and, and it's apparent too, because none of the people that were in that front office are there anymore. They came yeah. through Terminator style and got rid of everyone there. Cause it was a terrible organization. It was ran poor. Yep. They just made yeah, bad yeah. fucking decisions. And they're still and making didn't bad help. decisions too. So they really are making know. bad decisions. But, uh, he went to a team that had Josh Gordon on it, <laughs> which is nuts because that's a good duo. If you think like without yeah. knowing anything about them, that's a great duo. But they're mm-hmm. both they really just magnified each other too. Mm-hmm. That no, gets no, me I into can... another thing though, too, where I think marijuana should be legal in the NFL. They should yeah. be allowed to smoke. Fuck it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. I digress. Yeah, I don't know, man. His, yeah, I'm. I, overall, I'm excited for both of those. But even talking about him, still, I'm like, 
He's just frustrating as a, as a human Johnny being. Johnny Manziel? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he's you've seen how much talent he had, and he's just he just shit down the bed. Mm-hmm. He, we watched we watched him beat NFL defenses in the SEC and win a Heisman and all of that as a freshman, come back and then play really well, but start to do dumb shit and get punished mm-hmm. for it and not learn from that punishment. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, bro. No, I That's agree with you. He's, he, I mean, if you look back at it and you say who are some of the b- biggest what-ifs in football, he's one of them. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. Like You could even get more granular with it and say, what if Andrew Luck never retired? What would he be? What would he, he would be, be the right best, now? probably be the best quarterback in the NFL. Facts. And what can if, you imagine the battles between him and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I would fucking love it. Patrick but, Mahomes certainly wouldn't they... be the face. No, Andrew Luck would be the face of the league because no, yeah. like he would, they were making him the face. He's, he was, I mean, he's nah. arm talent like crazy. He was a super nice guy. You could put him in any commercial. He's a really cool guy, like I said. And had a strong yeah. neck beard. Yeah. Strong neck yeah. beard. Pat Pat Great. Mahomes is the face right now. Again, I said it. Is Pat Mahomes the best quarterback in the league? Yes. But he is the LeBron of the NFL, meaning or Steph Curry. He is always thrown at everybody's face. You don't see yes. other people when if, if you say, here's Pat Mahomes, here's Justin Herbert to the casual fan, they're going to say, oh, we're going with Patrick Mahomes. But you ask them what attributes make you pick Patrick Mahomes over Justin Herbert. Oh, well, I just think he has a stronger arm. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's, oh, well, he makes backwards throws and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, Brett Favre did that, too. And he got yeah. away with it for a long time until he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew Luck was just such a nice guy, man. Just... Yeah. Hey, hey, big brother. Hey, big boy. Good hit. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he really hit me hard, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just get it's part of the game, you know? What, Never what said if, a bad word about anybody. Yeah. What if RG3 doesn't have a shit organization and blow his knee out and yeah, have a shit coach, <laughs> you know? God. They're, yeah, they're, those are to me those are bigger what ifs because, man, RG played RG three played for a shit team and got him to the playoffs. A what shit if? team. His what leading receiver John- was Pierre Garcon. Yeah, that is true. Hey, Pierre Garcon was he was a solid receiver. He just had a couple good years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he wasn't. He definitely wasn't. Isaiah, what if Johnny Manziel was drafted by the Cowboys? <laughs> There'd be no Dak Prescott. Fuck no. Skip uh, Bayless would still be jizzing in his pants. But I think it would have made the Cowboys organization terrible because Jerry Jones has an ability to sign fuck-ups. And they played for him for a year. And then they're out of the league because I think Jerry's like, hey, we're going to bring you down here. <laughs> we just want you to play some ball, help us win some games. But then they don't change because it's such a – I don't think that organization holds people very highly accountable for mistakes within that organization. I'm sure Jerry Jerry Jones pays off people with hush money, be like, hey, this can't get out. Not in my organization. And then he doesn't resign him. You gotta think. He he signed Ronaldo McLean, Greg Hardy, Alden Smith, like Quincy Carter was a major fuck up. He's <laughs> he's known for he's known for signing fuck ups. 
Like he gambles, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he definitely gambles, and it never pays off. Name one fuck up signing that paid off for him. Randy Gregory was a was a pretty good investment. I mean, yeah, he turned around and bit him in the he ass because he's out of there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was like, "Nah, fuck he y'all, left, I'm out." But, yeah. but anybody on any side of the ball that he signs. You know, and they they are known for getting in trouble. I'm surprised he hasn't signed Josh Gordon yet. He probably That's thought about Josh it. Gordon's out of the league, but yeah. he's done. Or it's, Kareem Hunt, he might sign Kareem Hunt. I mean, it's not. Out I of mean, the room well, no, it's really not because they need a backup running back, and because yeah. you know Tony Pollard showed us last year, him them hamstrings is already starting to look like Linguini, baby. So yeah, <laughs> they the best. I would. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad spot for him to land. Just Looking at that organization as a whole, that's that's where I kind of draw my – yeah, Johnny Mandel would have been a fan. For, he would have sold tickets. He would have put asses in seats. <laughs> that's all Jerry and then, and Yeah, and then they would have went 6-10 and 10 if he started all 16 games <laughs> before they went to 17. I'll give him 6. He can win 6. Man, because you got to at least go 7-9. and nine. He would have had Zeke or, no, they would have drafted Zeke, I believe, that year, right? It was a couple Who's, years after. Yeah, who, who wasn't their starter like DeMarco Murray at the time? It was or Darren it, it, McFadden. Yeah. It was either yeah, it, I think it was DeMarco. It was uh yeah, DeMarco Murray the year before they got Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes into the league with that. He's gonna be handing the ball off a lot. Because that's the Jason Garrett offense when you have basically an all pro offensive line. Oh we're not gonna ask you to throw a whole lot. Yeah, bro, that's Jason Garrett. That's eight and eight. Yeah, and then Des Bryant was still there. If you look at that team overall, he could get you six. He can get you. Six, he right? he's getting you eight. I'm telling you. He they go eight and eight, eight maybe make it to the playoffs, playoffs and then get beat in the first round. round. Same yeah, shit. The wild card. Well, actually, 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 I'm not finna. I'm not finna play with y'all. If Johnny Manziel, if Johnny Manziel would have been drafted by the Cowboys, uh, he any smart coach probably wouldn't have started him over Tony Romo. No. 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 Just just because he was fucking up. I, maybe, this, again, this is what what if, maybe he practiced with Tony Romo, he sees how Tony Romo prepares, and it improves his work ethic, and then he goes and signs somewhere else, and he's a great quarterback. Who knows? Yeah. What if, Cause, I did? Because there's, no, there's not one hard – there's not one person that could have mentored him in Cleveland. But at the same time, his shit attitude propelled him to get out of the league. No other team even wanted to sign him. Yeah, if you party in Cleveland, you got a little bit of a problem because if had yeah. he been in like L.A. or something, that <laughs> you would have been like, oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> no, but, I'm saying he would. It would have been crazier. He would have been, yeah, homie, man. He would have been on. He would have been married to a Kardashian. Absolutely, he would have been the All first right. white person that they picked. In a <laughs> right, yeah, swag. I don't care. <laughs> he was Money him. Manziel was next level. Man, bro, he were, he really was. Like I I I fucked with Johnny Manziel, and there was a point in time that I was a fucking hater for quarterback. So I thought what he did couldn't translate to the league. What he did in college, I thought I, yeah. that whenever he was, whenever he entered the draft, I was I, like, "There's no way yeah. that he can make all these crazy ass, <laughs> dumbass." But he throws. was he, but he was doing what Pat Mahomes is doing now. Yes. And he also one thing that I did see his last year at A and M is he he could make normal plays too. He didn't have to fucking scramble around and play backyard football. Like he could really fuck people up from the pocket. Him and Mike Evans was killing people. So 
Yeah. I will say the dumbest throw that I ever watched him throw was that Bama game where he yeah. absolutely threw the ball a mile in, a, in the fucking air and Mike Evans came down with it. That's not a good throw, no matter what no matter what you try to say, what you try hey, to justify. Hey bro. I believe that's my Mike man's Evans make making a play. A play. Hey, that's Mike Evans I, making a play. I believe he's gonna go make a play. <laughs> <laughs> all quarterbacks do that. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes does it all the time. Oh, oh man, I think uh, I thought Travis Kelsey was just you know, he's a better athlete, so I think <laughs> You just got to put trust in the guys, ball, man. You know, just, <laughs> I think Pat, playing I, 60 I think, minutes. I think Trav, you know, I, I take him one-on-one on that matchup every day. So I just try to put the ball the best as I could where he can get it. And, you know, if I if I didn't have him, yeah, I mean, it looked like a risky throw. But I trust my guys every every time. I trust my guys. That's a, that's a full Pat Mahomes interview. Yes. Hey, bro, Zach, here it is, and, and he's going to be hot at the, <laughs> the fantasy draft. I say, hey, that's fine. He knows how he fucking talks, okay? <laughs> he knows. Everybody. The moment <laughs> I never – you got to think. Patrick Mahomes went hella under the radar, playing in the Big 12 at Tech. Didn't even hear – Played for a mid-team, dude. Yeah, played for a mid-team. Never interview from him. He got drafted. They're like, this, you know, he could be the next guy. He's, you know, the only thing behind about him, Alex Smith. The only thing I knew is that game that he played against OU. I was like, what a fucking game. Outside of that, never heard him speak. Yeah. And then he comes in the last, what, three weeks of the season whenever the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs. And they did a post game interview on him. And I said, there's no fucking, <laughs> there's no way he talks like that. Cause you hear his daddy. His daddy sounds like a typical unk. Hanging out at the front of the Seven Eleven, saying "Young Blood," and black and miles and shit. Yeah, yeah, Young Blood, come here, Young Blood, and then you hear that, <laughs> and then you nah, see that shit still fun. Yeah, yeah, Jackson's jail cell. Shout out to my new fantasy name. <laughs> That's Jackson's jail cell. The the Mahomes family is a very big weird uh, situation because you have Kermit the Frog at quarterback. You have Jackson. I ain't even gonna make fun of it because I don't want who's about who's about to. Who's about to be a receiver in his jail cell? You know what man, I'm talking about? Man. Oh, chill. <laughs> man. <laughs> man. You can get a flag talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I just lost my whole train of thought. Boy, then you I, got then you got Oh, you got uh, Papa Mahomes. Oh yeah, oh my god. Then you got his wife who is the typical soccer mom. No, nah, hell no, fuck that. I'm about to this is my hot take. Bruh, because I was watching quarterback. Man, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, if you listen to this, would you not? She with you because of your money, bro. You was friend-zoned, my guy. Fuck out of here, yeah, bro. I, I, will say, I will say that, yes, the media and everybody else paints a very bad picture for her. But she doesn't really – I don't know. I don't think she's as bad as what the media has portrayed her to be. I think she's she's down for her husband, and she's extra. Which is sometimes men, whenever they choose who they want to be with, you are polar opposites, and opposites do attract. So, I will, I will shoot her a little bit of bail in that sense. Nah, like, bro, fuck her. I don't like her or Jackson. Get Jackson the fuck out of here and stop putting the fucking camera on her. I don't care. I don't I'm want to hear an interview from her. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to honestly Jackson's TikToks I, the most. <laughs> I honestly like his his wife, man. She's just a supportive wife. But yeah, his brother, the antics that come with him, man. It's like, man, get him out of here, man. I guarantee you, dude. After job. after 
after his most recent uh, debacle where he got arrested, dude, I guarantee you there was a conversation that was had where he was like, man, uh, listen, dude, I love you, but uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta cut you off, dog. Uh, yeah, Look, I, 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 I need, need you to calm your shit. Dude, yeah. dude, you're just all over freaking TikTok and you're... Jackson, Jackson, you're doing too much, man. Like, I just need you to chill. Go sit. I need you to freaking calm down. You don't even stay in the press box at the games. Make your dance. I don't need you. I don't need you twerking on the sideline. It's embarrassing. (laughs) It's too embarrassing. Me and dad and and mom. We we don't need that crap anymore. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Jackson and their dad together. No, I think that I think I think Patrick Mahomes Senior absolutely despises his son. I, I, that's my hot take of the day. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's because of him. I just think it's because of the shit that he does. Like, yeah, yeah. especially, especially now, like getting arrested for what he got arrested for. It's like, man, dude, listen, I love you. You're but done. You need to chill the fuck out because you're, 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 you're drawing negative attention. He's a nepo. And He's a and nepo. Kid. And you're, and you're fucking up your reputation. So, and unfortunately. Should be reality able is to too, have a like chance to have a reputation. Like, people's perception of you, unfortunately, is their reality too. So it's like, man, you gotta. He's got to do some damage control and rebuild his rebuild his image, man. First, first <laughs> yeah. of all, dude, he hasn't apologized for any of that shit that he's done either, Fact. like publicly. Was it a lawyer so, like, statement? It was a lawyer statement. Well, of course, it's a lawyer statement, <laughs> but. You know, you got to do damage control, man. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. What he did was wrong. Be a man. Apologize. Yep. You fucked up. Come out. And admit and, to and your wrongdoings, man. Yep. yep. It's the only way to get past shit like that. If I, if I was Patrick Mahomes, I'd come out like uh, Barack Obama did on Huey on the Boondogs. Yeah. Uh, I'd denounce him and uh, everything he does. So basically. Yeah, basically, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't posted a TikTok from what I understood in a while, so he's very he's remaining very media quiet. Which why does he why does he even have a PR team? Why does he he does nothing? That's he probably his that's famous probably, fool. Pat, yeah, with that, and it's probably because Pat is like, you need these motherfuckers around you so you don't do nothing even crazier. Yeah, you know that Jackson doesn't have a job. He doesn't. I think that's why it's so frustrating. Man, if my sister you look had any at his, like that, I wouldn't be working either. Well, I mean this in the sense of you look at your older brother, you look at what your dad created for you. Your older brother followed in your dad's footsteps, worked hard, did the right things, didn't get in trouble. Why aren't you following suit with that family and what that family has done? You Instead, you go. Yeah, you ready for this answer? Go ahead. Because he wants to be Johnny Manziel. Oh, party boy. But he's, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think Jackson played sports in high school. He probably didn't, man. I don't know. That's a big dude. I'll say he's <laughs> tall, man. I bet he did. He's something. like 6'5". He probably did yeah. basketball, but he's too yeah. sassy. He might have like been Fleece, on the Johnson. Been on dance team. Yeah. Look, we're going to have to wrap this motherfucker up because we're going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all want to leave? Y'all, the people Isaiah's with? gonna get canceled. <laughs> I ain't said shit wrong. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Because I was going towards the booty warrior. 
Um, but... <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Uh, but nah, Mel, what y'all want to leave the people with? Man, it's been it's been real. It's been fun. You know, uh, I enjoy. This is one of my favorite, you know, parts of the week, man, is just getting getting with you guys, man, shooting the breeze. I'm just talking about everything, man. It's always fun, man, and I, I look forward to it every week. So hopefully we can keep the momentum. For sure. Um, I think I want to leave the people with um, right now is the time to be watching the UFC because there's nothing else going on in sports, really, <laughs> other than the, other than the return the return slam ball, which I got to catch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm pretty hyped that. up for that. So if you get a chance, watch the next UFC card, and if you're really bored on a Saturday morning, check out some slam ball. Facts. And um, I'll leave the people with fuck Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> we <Gosh>. out. <laughs> Peace. Respectfully. <laughs>